Welcome to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Join us as we review our favorite RPGs, collectible card games, MMOs, video games, PC games, and bring up interesting topics and things that we'd like to share with everyone. Sit back and enjoy the show. This is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. <laughs> Welcome to the more the merrier masterminding group cosplay. Um, uh, I am the moderator and also a group cosplayer. I am Kelly Springer and I have been costuming for well over 20 years. Um, uh, but I very much enjoy group cosplay. Um, hi, I'm Wendy Trigus and um, I have been cosplaying since I was about 12, um, which was a very long time ago, uh, with Society for Creative Enactments when I first joined that, so it was medieval costuming. T-tunics are very easy to start with, so that's where my costume is from. My name is Sabrina Floyd. I've been costuming for approximately seven years. And mostly doing steeple Ladies, I have a quick question. Yes. Would you mind, awfully, if I mind cast your gun? Not at all. Is that all right? Is that amenable to our preview? You're a good sport. Thank you. Yeah. Love you. All right. That's my question. Now I'm just going to sit here and love you. Um, all right. Um, so now, uh, for group cosplay, what are the things that you keep in mind when you want to do a group cosplay. I mean, we've all done individual costumes before as well, but what are some of the elements that you think about when you're planning a group cosplay? I think one of the most important parts is making sure that there's the open communication between all the members of the group cosplay so everybody can stay on the same page together. Um, well, yeah, definitely communication. And also, uh, who's going to be comfortable in what? Because yeah. when you have Let's say, for example, you, there are different kinds of group cosplay. You've got group cosplay where it's a bunch of people of the same type of character, maybe in a, like a team or something along those lines where the costumes are all very similar. Like um, Harry Potter. Like Harry Potter. Like, they're all in their robes and they're, you know, we've got a scarf here and, and stuff like that. But it's all very similar, so you're going to want people to be comfortable, A, wearing that, and B, being able to have something similar. And actually, I think it's easier. It's, it's it's easier not to do the team cosplay. And so I think about this stuff. And the reason is is that then because you've got so many people, let's say you've got five people that you have to coordinate and communicate. The important part is are they are they going to be able, you know, are they interested in one? 
Are they going to be comfortable in the costume? Costume because some people aren't comfortable dressing in certain ways, which is fine. And um, are they going to be able to pull that together? And of course, you want people who are going to be able to help each other. So that's it's the it's the participants. Yeah, definitely communication because you you get the idea like oh this would be so great if we did this, and then it, you also have to be very communicative when you're assigning the roles too because. You don't want somebody to feel less um, important uh, than another character because, you know, a lot of times it's like, um, like we saw a fantastic group cosplay at Tucson Comic Con this uh, past weekend. The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid. And it's like, normally most people say, well, there's Ariel. And then, of course, you have Prince Eric. Right. Um, um, and those are the big two main ones. But... They did an amazing job, um, even though some of them were even much smaller roles. The they, cook. The cook was, I love it. I personally love the, the little Sebastian in his pocket. And I kept the singing movie. the song every time I saw him. Um, but, <laughs> le, le but um, the, uh, all of a sudden, I mean, you had his manservant, ballet. Right. And he looked amazing. You had the maid. It, she was awesome. You know, it's like, but you had, and you had Ursula not as the tentacle right. one, but her, her human, human form. when she was trying to steal a prince, you know. But the way they all worked together and the way they all, um, you could tell they were all communicating yeah. as to how they were doing the costumes, how they were, you know, who was going to do what, and it totally worked, and it was magic. Well, and not only that, they definitely, I, I, would, I would assume that beforehand, because I saw them doing all these pictures where there was even, you know, where Ursula and Ariel were fighting over Eric and trying to kiss him, and then, you know, just the different uh, poses that they did. I, I, I mean, it could have been very fluid, I guess, but it seemed like they had thought about what they were going to do with those characters when they, they had a plan on the floor yeah mm, definitely so um what are some of the group cosplays that you guys have done um uh past couple years phoenix comic-con the first that actually the first group cosplay that i would define as a group cosplay i i guess reenactment doesn't really count as group cosplay even though but no, that um, the first group cosplay was I put together um, Prince, uh, Slave Leia Disney villains for Phoenix Comic Con. Um, unfortunately, my Ursula did not get premiered because I got ill and was unable to attend Phoenix Comic Con that year. However, we had um, we had several fantastic costumes, and I got to at least see photos of them, including the Huntsman from uh, Bambi. And <laughs> and he was amazing, um, but the the big thing with that and and I was still kind of learning how to organize a group is that the big thing with that is I come up with just a kind of a blanket concept. I want to kind of merge these two things together. It would be silly. It would be fun. Let's do something with it. But the other thing I had to think about was. And, and as I said before, people need to be comfortable in their costumes. And if you're walking around in a skimpy little skirt and a bikini top, you, people have to be comfortable with that. And so um, the funny part is, is that uh, one of the gals that I asked, 
we discussed because she wanted to do Elsa. Now, most people think that Elsa is not a villain, but she did an amazing Slave Leia Elsa. She actually has worn it to several other conventions, um, and the, we made the argument that Elsa is actually the one that causes all the destruction in the movie, and therefore must be the villain, even though she turns it around in the end. So, so she came through with that, and so we did. We talked. A, we talked a lot about it. That was the first one. I'll move to the second one really quick. The second one was come out, it was a concept by a friend of mine um, who uh, is very much into Lord of the Rings. So we did a, a gender bed uh, fellowship of the rings, and I was Samwise. And um, that was the year Phoenix Comic Con had Sean Astin. So we all got a photo with Sean Astin in our costumes. Um, and we did, we had a Facebook group and we were communicating almost daily. People were saying it with photos and things like that. Here's what I'm doing for my construction. The, the hobbits were, um, uh, figuring out feet. That was a big thing. So yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, but yeah, it was the communication. I, I learned a lot between those two, but I haven't done a huge number of group classrooms. Um, well, we've done Assassin's Creed. Nice. Uh, we did how the West was Oz for a uh, steampunk parade down in Tombstone, and we kind of bent it, you know, more of a cowboy uh, theme with the steampunk. And then um, Minions we've done, where we did uh, Star Trek Minions with our friends, and they had a Spock and Jim. And Khan is the crazy purple one, and Klingon is the crazy purple one. <laughs> and then I pretty much have a built-in team. <laughs> so whenever I'm with my husband, I have to, you know, I have to think about as his handler what my costume is going to be with, you know, with his. Um, so one, I could be in the pictures, you know, so I'm always next to him, and two, so that way I can help him you know, get in and, in and out of the big builds like he does. So yeah, because you, since you're his handler, you need to be able to, you have to fit with his costume. Mm -hmm. So help that out. Um, I myself, uh, um, I'm an identical twin. <laughs> so I'm used to group. <laughs> um, uh, I prime in uh, with the Tucson Steampunk Society and stuff, but with the Helderado days and mm -hmm. all those, where there's themes for the parades. Right. <laughs> um, which I count that as a group, play, uh, a group cosplay because everybody takes that, you know, and how am I going to make my character now? What's nice about that one is it's not as. Um, uh, exactly, and then there's, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, you know, and like, there was like the, uh, the when we did the, the uh, Alice in Wonderland mm -hmm. one, where who we kind of said, who's going to be Alice, who's going to, we actually had a little more structured, where, um, uh, but I'm like, I want to be the caterpillar, so you know what, I got to be the caterpillar. Um, we were gonna have another caterpillar, but then she changed. You know, we had like a few Cheshire cats and stuff, mm -hmm. but we really wanted to make sure that Alice. Um, was there was very specific people who were representing Alice, just to make the theme more <coughs> uh, succinct and tied uh, closer together, as opposed to kind of all over the place. We needed to make sure 
that it had a direction. Um, and one of my main group cosplays is the Chemistry Girls, where we created this group of mad scientists who uh, are very lovely ladies, but they are bent on world domination via their, their concoctions of special teas. So, um, and that was a collaborative effort with my sister and another friend that sort of took on a life of its own, and now we are legion. <laughs> we have many, <laughs> and there will be more chemist tea girls. So, uh, um, where you take a theme and you just run with it. I always think of the Powerpuff Girls when I see you guys in cosplay. <laughs> they were partial inspiration. Uh, yeah, yeah fantastic. <laughs> yes, uh, um, the, the colors were uh, taken from there. So we kind of took the whole idea of Brian Kessinger's Tea Girls because he would do these wonderful paintings with tea, actual tea, um, and like, okay, yeah, well, we had this theme for the Dickens tea, and we're like, oh, better living through chemist tea. And then, oh, we should dress as mad scientists. And we took it one step further we should make everything. And so we actually have a uniform of sorts. It's very, you know, we have a specific type, style lab coat, a colored wig to match whatever our color is, um, generally an outfit um, uh, in that color. You have to have your, your colored gloves and the buttons have to match. And we even, we even have our own patch. Yeah, we do. And we yes. have our own logo. And that, I think, is, is probably the more difficult way of doing group cosplay is to have all of those matchy match everything needs to be lined up for the ones that we did we talked about the basic uh, parts and pieces but everybody sourced stuff differently everything was um i mean the feet i think was for the hobbits was probably the main thing that we tried to keep as uniform as possible. A, because they were, it was practical. We used jelly sandals and put fake fur on them. <laughs> um, uh, because they were clear, they're clear sandals. It's Phoenix, it's really, really hot. And those big, I had actually bought some of those big rubber feet and they are, they don't, A, they don't stay on properly. And B, I wouldn't want to walk around on asphalt in those things, yeah. even with shoes inside them. Um, because it would destroy the it would destroy the foot too. Uh, so so that I think was the only super uniform thing that we had. We did share. Hey, I found this. Hey, I found that. But overall, um, we created our own vision of our character for the for the thing. Whereas with something like the Chemistry Girls, it's like, okay, well, I found this button. Now we need to all yeah this button. The lab coats all have to be the same. Yeah. But the dress or the outfits that you have underneath it. Well, you still have to have your gloves and your lab coat and, you know, wigs. You can, as long as it's in your color scheme, you can do whatever you want um, for the lower part. So we have um, one, she preferred bloomers, so her bloomers. Um, uh, corsets, um, dresses, one, uh, two of the uh, later, the, the latest um, chemistry girls, um, bubbles. She has more of a um, Lolita style ensemble. And then we have Honey, who is, hers is more of a, I guess, kind of almost like a fusion of 
fantasy and renaissance into her outfit. Because um, it was designed for her shape and comfort in mind. Um, so it would be more comfortable without, you know. So not a real corset, but like slightly corseted just to give, you know. And plus so she could wear it as another Halloween costume. Because it's awesome. <laughs> you <know? laughs> so that kind of, you know, uniformity. It's still all similar yet individual so that each girl can express their own personality 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 there seems to be a theme yeah yeah we kind of to say that we went obsessive with the minutiae of the Candace girls would probably be an understatement devils in the details oh yes and we're devilish um, uh, uh, but uh, now I know I have group cosplays and planned in the future. Do you guys have uh, plans that you guys want to do, or that you're willing to reveal? I know some, else here. Um, it's it's in the works, but it's the it's uh, the brainchild of the St. Gallic had uh, come up with the Genderman uh, Fellowship. So I'm not going to announce it unless she says it. We're going to be Klingons here shortly. Nice. Oh, really? Now that I'm excited. Klingons? You haven't got the email yet. Klingons. Well, the other one for the Yeti. I thought she said clowns. That's why I said it. I was like, what? Is it going to be Discovery Klingons? No, not Discovery. No, not It'll It'll be a little more old-fashioned than that, but yeah, that's one of the next ones. And then John and I have a Yeti and a a winter huntress costume that we're working on together. Yeah, I can't wait to see those. I'm doing a special group cosplay for the robots, the oppression of the dinosaurs at Wildlands Fall. Where they broke our beach uh, artist at the end? Yeah. We're not quite sure. We're, we're thinking about doing a robot, but I don't know if it'll be a group. You have to deal with me, so that's a group in itself. Yeah. <laughs> well, you do have to have some secret service. Yes. Oh, oh yes, I forgot about that one. President General yeah. Robot. President you, Robot. You've kind of given me an idea because I had a cosplay for me in mind, but now I'm going, hmm. <laughs> and I know these young people who are often looking for tasks. Mm-hmm. Be very good at secret service. Yes. Can't you just see handy keeping a secret? Very low-key. With a big old button that says Secret Service. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very subtle. Very subtle. Maybe a backpack. And, and a big, swirly brown suit. Ear trumpet <laughs> for the yeah. ear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the old-fashioned. Yeah. Like in Wild know. Wild West. <laughs> yes. I think and if you ever want to cosplay going on, if you ever want to know how the group cosplay gets started, this is how Welcome to the magic. You got a bunch of customers in a room and you start talking. Or you start talking on Marco Polo about, oh, we need to keep that cat. Yeah. We actually started talking about the Secret Service when we were at San Diego at the end, and we were just standing around talking, and that's literally how. Not only is this how it starts, but also people who are not in the room get volunteered very, very quickly. Yes. It's their fault they're not really great. Yeah. It's their fault. You're welcome, Hansi. My husband, he gets volunteered for 
Um, a she, of, she said it correctly. <laughs> yes. yes. Voluntold. But he, he's very gracious about it when I voluntold him or, you know, to other. Oh, yeah, you know, my husband could play this. So right. it's well, something great. That, you know, I'll my, make him a costume. It'll <laughs> happen. I have only been able to, to do up. that once yeah. with my husband, and it actually was a photo shoot. I don't think he would ever show up in costume. Which is sad, but it also means that he's free to lace my corset. There we go. So <laughs> that's actually how the the red and the wolf started. Was not of my volition that time. That was she found a really cool picture online, deviant uh, art of a Red Riding Hood that looks steampunk. She said, "I really like to do this." And no, not Ruby. It was actually an artist out of Brazil that. Her picture had been passed around from DeviantArt, and I tracked her down and said, I would love to make a costume. May I please? And she said, yeah, absolutely. That's nice. And it came out awesome. Yeah. I like the leather tires scoop off. Just from doing that, people wanted to be my crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and the funny thing is that you got the inspiration. I mean, I remember Phoenix Comic Con. Um, the madam had a panel, um, and, uh, unfortunately her, her hotel room was now, and I'd stayed in that hotel yeah, the year before. So, and I knew that it, it's a little bit more of a distance from the con area and the poor thing had forgotten something. Like so, badge. yes. Not like badge. So not like everyone's badge. sitting in the panel waiting like, where is she? she you know, <laughs> and. Um, so a few minutes late, you weren't that late. She comes rushing in, poor thing, bustling, you know, and she told the most delightful story of how she was waylaid by lemon pirates trying to steal her lemons. That was be accurate. They were, uh, you were constant. They were angry dwarfs from Mordor who were growing Mordorian lemons for the lemon pirates. They were attacking me with these lemons try and uh, bring me over to the lemon side. Yes. It's the most ridiculous story in creation for why I was late. Because you but couldn't everybody... have said you left your bed. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody enjoyed it immensely, and Evie found out about it. and Well, she came in, she came in one and was saying I, we were... Somebody asked, if we have lemons for the tea? And she goes, no, no, no. On the way here, we were stopped by the pirates. The Spanish lemon pirates stole our lemons and left us be right. And then, and then when the madam was actually working the Del Mar Fair, um, our dear lemon pirate actually was at a separate pirate event at the time, <laughs> but was going to come and say hi to everybody who we had traveled down with Madam uh, for one of the days or one of the weekends. And this glorious creature shows up in her pirate ensemble, <gasps> and on that hat was the most delightful insignia. The lemon pirate insignia. Made out of lemons. Skullcrest made out of lemons. Uh-huh. And from that moment on, the lemon pirates on the airship Citronia <laughs> have set sail upon the seas and the airs to basically steal everybody's... The 
<laughs> and Canada now. And that is a history. Let this be a lesson that group cosplay does not have to start with a movie or a book or anything. It can start with a story and a cool insignia. People are going, I want to do that. <laughs> so, yes, we've got every, every con we go to, and we do a fashion show, and there's lemon parts, and we've added new items, and, you know, ah, lemon scarf. Um, and new models, Chakumba. Chakumba. And, you know, so people want to be a part of it because we're stupid and crazy. <laughs> And it will take on a life of its own. It does. It it has. Chemistry Girls started as a Dickens Tea table theme. Just better living through chemistry. That was the title. Well, our our Dickens Tea this year, I think, is probably going to take off the same way. We won't say what it is. Super secret. Super secret, and I'm a cool (laughs) dude. And it's super secret, and it's going to be. There are other people trying to get me to give up the information in this past. Off the hook. I think the moral of this story is is no idea is too silly. Run with it. Exactly. Yeah. And there's always people who are willing to play with you. You know, and so embrace it. Embrace that that play aspect. And the more the merrier. Caffeinati. Let's do it. <gasps> I've got the ropes. I've got the ropes. <laughs> I've got the ropes. Equal opportunity capitalism. Equal opportunity capitalism. I do have it. the patterns with the ropes. Excellent. <laughs> so, uh, and two, Wendy. Uh, and two. And the artwork for Benjamin. And Gaslight has like all the comedy. I still have it. She had a little gallery. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, everyone who's watching this is cosplay. Cosplay. Well, and it should be fun because then it's not. Exactly. You know, it should. If it, if if you have somebody who in your group is like, person. I hate that character. Yeah, don't make them. <laughs> and honestly, it's okay to have two of the same. If they both want to be legless, let them both be legless because they're going to have different interpretations. Um, and it, it can it, you can you can make a lot of that. You can make it really funny. Sassy legless. Yeah. Yeah. We we had um, and we actually went through a couple of people uh, in the Lord and the Ravens cosplay because a couple folks couldn't make it. And so, I, if I recall correctly, one of the gals who was looking at doing Gandalf wanted to be sexy Gandalf, um, which would have been awesome. And I wish that she had been able to do it. But um, just, and it would have, it would have been completely different than the rest of us. Some, some of us have really taken kind of a literal interpretation where, where the female, what if, what if we, you know, the book was written and it was all women. Um, we had an amazing uh, dwarf. She she had the full beard and long hair, and you know was just just absolutely amazing. Um, you know, and and I know that's not much different than if it were the male dwarf, but you know if these things happen. But Cherry says it's very important to acknowledge those differences. Yeah, yeah. Conversely, what to that? But but in the same instance, yeah. If you've got somebody who's like, I really really wanted to do this character. And somebody else has already kind of signed up for that. They're like, okay, let's do two. And and some people might ask when they're taking pictures, how come there's two, whatever? And it's like because that's what we wanted to do. It's you don't have to come up with an excuse. This is for fun. This is because you like it. You want to be creative. You want to be ridiculous. And I think the most fun is walking out with your group of friends and you've done all this work 
and people were like, holy wow, wow. whatever, you're, you're broadcasting, I'm not going to swear. <laughs> we are not swear wolves. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just... from England. No, 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 because it's on the internet. That's fair. Yeah. I'll tell you, I swear like I've been doing this all the time. <laughs> Well, in my house, that's how we swear, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, it, it, it's, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be enjoyable. And no matter if you've got four, which would be absolutely hilarious, but four of the exact same character all lined up together, Deadpool does it all the time. <laughs> um, you've got, like, mass Deadpool. It, but even then, it's just as fun, and people are going to really want to see what you've done with it and they're going to enjoy you. And now, and another thing, another cute thing that I've seen is like, say you have a trio of characters, okay, but you only got two people to, willing to do the group cosplay. Sometimes they'll do, oh, thank you. Um, yeah, they'll, uh, they'll do um, like a doll version of the missing trio. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's... We're on a stick. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's always sweet. We have missing list like, authors on a stick frequently. So, yeah. I really need Glenn on a stick. You do. You, you need yes. a Glenn on a stick. Yeah. We need a Glenn marionette. Glenn yeah. yes. I came in the wrong end of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, like when you're doing a, a, a group puzzle, you can have one of the interns like putting his face up, like. Uh, look, Glenn is here. If he's a marionette, be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we could totally do that. Smile of his. Hey, if it's, it's like steampunk, we just make a little doll with a mechanical arm. There we oh, go. That'd be cool. That'd On be a so spring? Cool. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Or, or with a little solar action. A Glenn out from the show. Every time uh-huh. she walks okay. outside, okay. somebody else is going to have to do that one because my Somebody build it. John has got the I was going to say, yeah, John's got the vision. He's got the vision. He's got the vision. I need a 5x10x5. I need a 3D model. You know, I need front, back, side. You know, aerial. But we know somebody that's 3D printed. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. And plus, I don't know if you guys are aware of it. U of A actually has 3D printer that people can use. Really? So, yes, they even have classes. ASU also has a full makerspace now with 3D printers. So if you're in the Phoenix metro area and you are faculty staff or students or no faculty staff or students, <laughs> like my sister, we could possibly cut a deal. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it, they make connections within the community because you're going to find people who are being like, oh, yeah. If you design the thing, I'll just take it. I'll schedule some time with the 3D printer. We'll we'll work it out, and I'll get the stuff to you. Because um, we that that technology is becoming more and more common in various areas, makerspaces, things like things of that nature. There's a couple makerspaces in Tucson, including UVA. Um, uh, yeah, Zerocraft, and um, and also because I'm coming down from Phoenix, there's um, there's even there's Tag Shop, which is expensive. But they've got the big stuff. So, and, and, and there are people within the community that have access to that big stuff. And you can say, hey, I, I need a metal cutout of X, Y, and Z with these specifications. But you need to do the homework for that. They're not going to 
research it for you for free. But they may, it's, depending on who you're in contact with, may, hey, you're going to tech shop today. Um, you know, how much is for the materials? Can you cut this out for me? Uh, here's the specifications or something along those lines. And if it is like somebody you know who has 3D printers or the, you know, the tools mm -hmm. that you don't have or that expertise, you know, that you don't have, um, but like the tools, it's like, like I will pay for the materials. Mm -hmm. I will be happy to pay for the materials if you help me and, you know, buy you lunch or also, yeah. you know what? Hey, you may yeah, not be as good at this thing yeah. as I am, and you know what? Not only am I going to pay for the materials, you know, and you know, buy you lunch probably, but um, you know, I can make this for you. Yep. Which you know, is I'll another cool thing about the group cosplay too, because you're going to have makers that can specialize in different areas, different, you know, experiences versus yeah. a prop maker mm -hmm. versus. So that's kind of a. A nice flow too is you have the you know the skill the different skill sets and, of the group and idea. if you're not an experienced cosplayer and you still have a group cosplay idea you never know I, I mean what your friend skill spaces are so if your skill is organizing things that's something that a lot of group cosplays miss out on and then they the things get messy complicated you lose a lot of of stuff in the process so you could be like hey I'll take the organization and we'll set up you know a brainstorming dinner or we'll do this or we'll do that that's your thing and then you could be like can you help me stitch this together or can you help me find this um, this item I'm looking for online that maybe somebody else Etsy is amazing sometimes um, I got my professor Trelawney wand handmade by a gal in California um, and it's not identical to Professor Trelawney because I actually wanted the the roots on the side to be visible, so she did gold paint on it. So, I mean, you can do that and find other makers online, but somebody else told me, hey, you know this gal, because I had done the Trelawney cosplay for a while. She's like, you don't have a wand. I said, no, I don't have a wand. She said, I know this gal on Etsy. She does these. Contact her. She'll make it custom for you. And um, so it's your contacts within your within your circle, and also your your other group cosplay people. That expands your circle that much wider, and you can you can get a lot of cool stuff done. Definitely don't underestimate that person who does the organization, yeah, no <laughs> or as we call my sister, the major general. Um, <laughs> she Do is not a, underestimate so her the superpower power. Of, of a brainstorming meal or dessert because ideas <laughs> flow while you're yeah. eating sugar well, drinking caffeine. Or in a panel about costuming. Or, yeah. yeah just, well, and it also helps just say to, caffeine or coffee? Caffeine. Caffeine. Um, it also helps to keep the momentum because especially if you're planning on, hey, let's next year, let's do this. A year is a long time, but it isn't really. How many cosplay group cosplays do we have for next year? Oh my goodness, the actually we have quite the phenomenal list. Um, uh, I mean, we, do you want me to start listing them, or are we keeping some of them? I mean, that was sort of yeah. Too easy. Um, I could list some. Yeah. But uh, but having trying to keep the momentum of especially when you have lots of people um, and you need to do certain productions. Uh, Life happens, yep. so you having somebody who can say, 
hey, how we doing? What you guys working on? How you know? Um, hey, I found this about out about maybe we can use this, you know. And then yeah, getting together and having uh, like brunch or whatever, or you know, uh, lovely uh, beignets. beignets. <laughs> Breaks my heart. I know. But having uh, a brain session, a brainstorming session over a meal or a drink or you know something can help keep that momentum going. That that you can get tired doing a group cosplay, especially if it's over a long period of time. Yeah. And sometimes you need that inspiration to be rekindled. Um, that spurs you to move forward with that that cosplay and that's actually the same even with a individual costume sometimes but even more so with a group cosplay i would think that it's like you know let's just put this down for a little while then sometimes putting it down for a little while winds up in a bin in the closet and you never get back to it so having other people to help keeping you inspired to complete it is very um, important yeah, there's an animatronic tentacle in my closet that isn't done yet. <laughs> I had that idea two and a half, three years ago, so. I keep a note. You need to talk to this lady because she made the most amazing mobile uh, tails for us. Did really good brainstorming for your tentacle. Mm. They were impressive. They were so impressive. Just um, Does anybody know if we have a panel after this? Yes. 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 Okay. Well, then we've got five minutes. Um, does anybody have any questions? Four minutes. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. Well, we're all friends here. It's all good. I, I was going to ask, what's each of your favorite social media ways of staying connected with your groups? Facebook. Um, I, I have two ways. Facebook is great for the communication and the Google Docs and Google Sheets is how we collaborate on a lot on a lot of stuff and keep track. Marco Polo! Yay! <laughs> I do not do Facebook. Um, group me is um, also good. Huh? Group me? Group me, yes. Um, but I like the Marco Polo, especially since a lot of my group life has people in San Diego and other, you know, locations. So it's kind of nice that we can get on there and like, hey, saw this, you know, tell me what you guys think, uh, that type of thing. And you get that personal face-to-face. Um, uh, if those of you aren't familiar with Marco Polo, it's sort of like a text message or type of thing, but it's like a FaceTime version of it. So you, you take a little video and it stores it um, and then the people, and you can have multiple people into the, the, the channel or the group um, and leave messages for everybody. Oh, so that's cool. fantastic. Yeah, these these delightfully clever evil women turned me on to it. <laughs> so many polos. Yes, but uh, um, that's my preferred. Any other questions? Any Facebook Live viewers have questions? Um, currently, they're telling me beans, not leaves. Yes. <laughs> that was yogi. Yeah, yogi. Yogi says hi, by the way. 
There we go. How's, how's this for a, for a secret handshake? Caffeinati. <laughs> Rise and shine. You know that Caffeinati's colors are close to the secret service. Green with tea, oh, not with so envy. Just mm-hmm. saying. Mm, I like that one. Did you guys need the file for the um, super yes. the symbol? Just contact me and I'll send you a copy of the bitmap that it is. I'm not in contact yet, even though I am trading. I will connect you. Well, I still I still have this, this horrible idea, but I need to get, get together with Matt. See, further plotting. Thank you all so much for this panel. Really excited. Thank you, ladies. Plus, we came up with some new ideas for the cosplay. Because we don't ever come up with good ideas for the cosplay. Never. We have come up with too many ideas. (laughs) I know, but a goal of cosplay database for our social circle, yes. When you come up with one, you log in, you put it up there. And, then, so, and people jump in and go, ooh. Yeah. <gasps> and if, if if more than two jump in and go, ooh, 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 then you do. We need like a dating app for the group cosplay. For group cosplay? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Tinder, you can be like a uh, cosplayer. Uh-huh. Swipe right or left. <laughs> <laughs> so that wouldn't be the carbon dating app. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was one of the brilliant. If you brilliant. missed it last but night, it's a good job. match game. Which yeah. was so much fun. So hilarious. You guys were amazing as so celebrity like Ewoks. <laughs> yeah, there were people no, no, had it as the Ewoks. Everyone was at the meeting. Dungeons and Ewoks. Everybody had it in for them. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, you know, fuzzy. I like the Ewoks. The Duggins are fine. <laughs> All right, all right. So that is our time, and thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I get to talk about villains in panel room one. Villains. Yes, cosplaying bad. I'm assuming that's really bad unless it's bad cosplay. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.